You are listening to a podcast from Akiri International. Andrew Rathbone interviews Richard Hyam, International Sector Head, Finance and Professional Services, about ensuring that your solutions are robustly relevant. Richard, when it comes to relationship and account managers, I hear lots and lots about understanding the customer and developing influence and intimacy. But surely, at some stage, the relationship manager has to bring a solution to the uh, to the organisation. Absolutely, and who better than a good relationship manager? Somebody who really understands the situation, understands the customer, understands the competitive landscape. It's what relationship managers should do. I think that when they don't, they really irritate their customers. Uh, a friend of mine, finance director of a large company, always says that there are two kinds of advisor that he really hates. There's the kind that never bother to ask any questions and tell him what they think he should do. But then equally, he says, he's irritated by the ones who ask loads of questions. And then when he says, OK, so what should we do? They say, well, it's really up to you at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Wishy-washy at yeah, best, I yeah. think. And we've got to be able to put forward really, really convincing, compelling cases. I think in two ways. Of course, there's the pitching, but that's almost a separate issue. I think here we're talking about building a convincing case and putting it across to one or two people. Okay, so how does an account manager come up with then the kind of relevant solution and how does the account manager convey that solution in an effective way? I think the relevance is all. Um, the phrase I use is we've got to be robustly relevant. It's no good just being relevant, it's no good just being robust, we've got to bring the two together. So I'd highlight four areas that Certainly, if we focus on these, it's going to make a, a significant difference. I think first, as you said, it's coming up with a relevant solution. Second, it's coming across confidently, convincingly, and projecting that, so sounding like you mean it. I think it's also about, in fact, I'm convinced it's also about being able to prove everything. I think some relationship managers get very arrogant they think because they've said it, they should be believed. Okay, so how, how do you prove things then? Tell, give me an example of how to prove something. Okay, it's coming up with, with the document. If I'm dealing with somebody who is highly analytical, I know that they're going to want chapter and verse. So I can't just say, well, we've done lots of this business in the last six months. I've got to say, there are 12 members in our team and between those 12 members, they've written $17.8 million of business across 42 cases. So it may be that kind of accurate use of numbers. It may be testimonial. If the person's a people person, I need to talk to them about case studies. I remember huge power of hearing a, a private equity director giving this proof. The client was very, very dubious, very uncertain. And his private equity director drew a sheet out from his folder and said, here are all the businesses we funded over the last two years. Which of these managing directors 
would you like to speak to? You choose. Completely silenced. So it's about providing concrete evidence. Yes. It's about providing specific information Absolutely. to make the case you're making real. You mentioned there were four aspects. We've covered three of them. What was the fourth one? Well, the fourth one was emphasising the benefits, but I really want to stress this relevance of solution. Am I being patient? Am I really waiting till I understand the situation before I propose? And making sure that it's pinpoint accurate and that it's coming on the customer's agenda. The robust projection and the, co the confident projection, it's distressing when you hear a really professional relationship manager working for a tremendous organisation saying things like, well, yeah, you'll find us amongst the usual suspects. Or, well, we're there or thereabouts. Or, yeah. well, when it comes to service, we're as good as the next player. I want to hear people not saying, I hope, I think, maybe, with a bit of luck and the wind behind us. But I am absolutely convinced remember hearing somebody, a relationship banker, talking about their fleet management offer. Very, very convincing. She didn't really have much product knowledge, and so she said, I'm not an expert of our fleet management offer, but I am an advocate of our fleet management offer. Tremendously powerful. remember hearing another banker saying this, in a situation where the deal was about to be struck with a finance director and there were two or three people in the room. Finance director was at one end of the phone and another couple of bankers from the syndicate were at the other end of the phone. And at the moment of decision, the finance director seemed to suffer from congenital indecisiveness and began to think, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And I heard this gravelly voice come down the phone. Sir, let me remind you that this is well-travelled territory for us. And you could almost hear the finance director relax. It wasn't backed up by the proof. The proof is important. In this case, what conveyed conviction was the quality of the voice and the absolute sense of certainty. So there's relevance, the confidence, the proving everything. Yeah, you did talk about the last point, and that was about emphasising benefits. I think sometimes we get so used to what our offer is and what it does that we forget to get excited about it. Yeah. We forget to remind the, the customer, the client, why it's good news for them. And the sad thing is we lose business when we've got a better offer because our competitor emphasised the benefits. Bene! Does it do them good? If it doesn't do them good, it's not a benefit. So. I'm not going to be so stupid as to invest all this time understanding my customer, all this time preparing a solution, all this time putting the documentation and building my case, and then just to run a 90 metre race and fail to emphasise the benefits at the end. So to me, that's what it's about. Well, I can completely understand the, the relevance and power of those four points. But for a mere mortal account manager then, what practical help can you offer? Don't rush into the solution. Wait till you've got the whole picture. Practice your words. Listen to yourself. Listen to those extra words that actually, probably, that creep in. And cut them out of your vocabulary. Build up your bank of proofs. You'll feel so much more confident if you've got proofs for everything. Are you investing time in building those proofs up? These are the kind of things I'd be doing 
in practical terms. Richard, the way you've been describing the process of proposing, it occurs to me that the relationship manager has to perform a little at this juncture. Mm -hmm. So is there room for rehearsal here? There's not only room for it, it's essential. And I'm not just talking here about a pitch. This could be a one-to-one meeting. If it's good enough for De Niro, if it's good enough for Brando, if it's good enough for Pacino, it's good enough for me. If relationship managers are going to be consistently excellent in the way that they form and communicate their solutions, and they must be, then they're going to focus on being better and better and better at being robustly relevant. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Mercury International. If you'd like to discuss any of these issues with Richard or Andrew, please call me, Claire Newton, on plus four four one nine three two eight four four eight five five.